welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to download and listen today. Uh, thank you for regular listeners continuing to listen and download each day. Welcome to any new listeners. I'm so glad that you popped in, and I, I pray that you'll stick around for a little while. And it's not to listen to me. Um, it is truly uh, for you to learn more and to dig in deeper into the Word of God. Um, that's the uh, one of the big purposes for this podcast. The main purpose is to give God all the glory. And then some of the secondary purposes are uh, to get people more into the Word, to let you see just how living and active and applicable it is from Genesis to Revelation um, for uh, every part of our life. And, um, and then to just uh, encourage you to have a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus. And um, we know from the uh, from what the scripture tells us that the sum of all of this word is truth. And um, God's word is truth. And oh, friends, we are living in a time when uh, when the this whole deceiver of the world has tried to tell people that they can just find their own truth and make up their own truth. And that is not correct. There is an absolute truth, and it is in the Word of God um, and in His Son, Jesus. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. Um, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. And we can know more about our Lord Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit by studying His Word. And it's applicable even now, even all these years after it was written, after all these years that um, the Holy Spirit inspired um, men to pen these words, it is still so applicable to our daily lives. And what a blessing that we live in a time um where we have this written word. So I would encourage you not to take that for granted. There are places in the world where um, it's illegal for people to study God's word. And um, I just pray that we will be able to uh, share this word. And God's going to put his word where he wants it, friends. Um, He sends his word out. um, In Isaiah, we read, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. That's found in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11, and that's the Lord talking. The Lord's uh, word goes out and it accomplishes the purpose for which he sent it. So um, I pray that he will be accomplishing his purpose in you today as you study and as you listen. And then may we continue to uh, dig deeper and draw closer to him. So our verse for the day for February the 25th, 2022 is found in the book of Exodus. And it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Oh my goodness, don't let this little verse of nine words um, let you think that there's not much here. This is full of so many treasures, and I'm just so excited to dig in with you today about this. 
Now, um, as usual, it's a good idea to do background and talk about the uh, the book and the author and uh, what's going on. And today, we're um, our focus verse is in a book that we have not parked in for any length of time before. Now we've we've picked little supporting verses from this book of Exodus, but we've not parked here. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of background um, because that is so important and. Um, we know that this book of Exodus is um, in a section of the scripture that was called the the Pentateuch or the Law, and uh, those five books that include or that in which this is found are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and those are the first five books that we find in the Old Testament. Let me just do a little aside here. Um, some of us were blessed to grow up in church and have um, uh, have this knowledge and to have been taught this for years and years. Some people who are listening today may be new to the faith. And so this is why I think it's very important for us to um, kind of start with the basics, with the foundation and build on that. There is something here for everyone. And if you don't understand or can't remember everything, it's okay. Just keep going back. God will help you if you ask him by the power of his Holy Spirit. He will help us to understand and to learn more and more of him. But anyway, um, Exodus is the second book of the Bible. It's found in the Old Testament. Um, there is nowhere in um, these first five books where Moses said, I wrote this, but um, both tradition holds and scripture uh, confirms that Moses was the writer of these books of the law, except for the le- very last part um, of Deuteronomy um, after he died. We think Joshua wrote those last few um, sentences more than likely. And these five books, this Pentateuch, Penta means five, were held in very high regard among the um, the Jewish people, and it still is today. And it should be held in very high regard of any of us who call ourselves uh, people of God, um, because it it tells of the history, it tells of the beginning of time as we know it, and begins the redemption story, uh, or how God has, was going to redeem and save the people that he created and, and that he loved. And we see that all the way from Genesis through Revelation. And I know I say that a lot, but but until it gets down in your bones and your inside and you can just know that, you need to hear it over and over again. Or that's how it was for me, until it goes from just a story about people, about other people in another time until you and then until you realize that it's a story for you. Um, everything changes, friends, when you realize that. So that's why I say that over and over again. And um, I love all the words and all the verses. And I just want you all to, to uh, have that same uh, love and excitement for the scriptures. But I want to show you just a, a few little supporting scriptures. Um, so that you can see how we come to know that Moses wrote these words. And sometimes you may hear um, this referred to as the book of the law or the book of the, of Moses or the law. And those are um, those uh, commandments and regulations that the Lord had set forth. And then later we um, have in our canon of scripture history and then prophets. And the Lord worked through all of that. Um, but for 
<clears throat> here are some uh, references I want to give you. Numbers 33, um, beginning in verse 2, it says, Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord. And then he goes on to tell the starting places. And then in... Um, Joshua chapter 8 verse 32 it says and there in the presence of the people of Israel he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses which he had written and in that case in Joshua's book they would have known because they were there with Moses they saw him go up on the mountain they saw the glory of the Lord some of them heard the Lord and so they would have known that that was true and then we look in um Malachi chapter 4, you know, that's the last book of the Old Testament, the last book of prophecy before we get into the New Testament. And it says, uh, Malachi 4, 4, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. So right there, God says, that's what I gave him when I brought him up on Mount Horeb. And we read about that in the scriptures in those first five books, especially in the book of Exodus. And then um, we see in Mark chapter 26, um, and this is Jesus talking, and here he gives um, uh, credence to the fact that Moses wrote um, this. He says, and as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac the God, and the God of Jacob? And then we see also um, in Luke chapter 24, verse 27, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, which was Jesus, interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And I love that scripture because it goes back and said, even as far back as the beginning <clears throat> in, in the books of Moses, um, it told that I was coming all these things about myself. I just love that. And then um, we see in John chapter 5, verses 46 and 47, it says, For if you believed Moses, and he's talking about, this is Jesus talking, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. Uh, but if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? And Jesus was saying, if you're not even going to believe the law, the law how are you going to believe me? And so... Um, that gives us several instances in the Old and New Testament to, to uh, give credence to the fact that Moses was the author of these first five books of the Bible. And so we're in the second book. We're in Exodus. And I love this because it talks about how God um, brings his people out uh, of the slavery that they were in and how he chooses the leader, who is Moses, and, um, and all the way that it goes through. And then um, in the books of Leviticus and Deuteronomy, we hear about the law and all the things that uh, Moses said. And then in Numbers, we hear um, more of the stories and the events and the, um, the records of who came and how many there were and all of that. And I just love this when we are, are able to be in the in the Old Testament, in the book of um, the law and uh, or the book of Moses, whatever you want to call it. It's called several different things. And then it talks about what God is going to do later. Um, God didn't keep a secret. 
his plan and he told Abraham this plan. He and all of this is very important leading up to our uh, verse for the day. I want you, I want to just be able with God's help to show you um how God was in this all along um just like he's in with every detail of our lives. But I want to take you back to Genesis uh the book before Exodus chapter 15 when God called Abraham and made the covenant well actually with Abram and made the covenant with Abram and um, beginning in uh, Genesis 15 verse 12 it says as the sun was going down a deep sleep fell on Abram and behold dreadful and great darkness fell upon him then the Lord said to Abram know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there and they will be afflicted for 400 years but I I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace and shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And remember, the Lord had told Abram that through him, all the families of the earth would be blessed. And so this is how it's starting. And <clears throat> when you continue through the book of Genesis, we hear about Abraham and then Isaac and Jacob and their descendants. Um, Jacob uh, received a new name. He was known as Israel, and he had 12 sons. And those 12 sons um, were the patriarchs or the 12 tribes of Israel. And as you may remember, one son, Joseph, was sold into slavery in Egypt. And God had sent him to Egypt. He um, rose through the ranks all by the grace of God and with God's help, um, even though he was uh, sold as a slave and, and was in jail, um, to second in command in all over uh, Egypt, second in command only to Pharaoh. And then um, he was able to bring his family. There were 70 persons, the scripture says, that he brought from the land of Canaan. And there they grew and they multiplied. And so Genesis closes out with Joseph and all of the, um, all of Israel's children uh, and tribes being there. And it started out with 70. And then Exodus is like the next book in the series. It's the sequel to Genesis. And I love this in Exodus chapter one. It starts out with and tells who were the names uh, of those who came up with Egypt, up to Egypt with Jacob, each with his household. It says, these are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob, each with his, his household. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. Joseph was already in Egypt. Then Joseph died and all his brothers in all that generation, but the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. And then the scripture tells us in Exodus 1 that, that the original Pharaoh that Joseph worked for died. And the new Pharaoh knew nothing of Joseph. And so he was um, intimidated by this large amount of uh, Israelites there. And he set taskmasters over them and afflicted them. And um, they were in slavery. And then Moses is born to um, a Levite man and a Levite woman. And um, the Pharaoh had sent this uh, edict that 
for all of the midwives to kill all males um, when the ladies were delivering them um, on the birthing stools. And the um, the midwives feared God, and so they didn't do it. And they told Pharaoh that the Hebrew women were, were much stronger than the Egyptian women and had those babies too fast for them, and so they couldn't kill them all. And then um, Moses' mom made a basket covered with tar and pitch and hid him in the Nile. And then Pharaoh's daughter found um, this little Hebrew baby. And that's how God brought Moses into the house of Pharaoh, how he was educated and in all these things. And then later, Moses um, killed a man and then escaped to Midian. And there he was in the wilderness. And this is kind of, this brings us up to where we are today. And so um, I want to read this to you, these verses leading up um, to our verse for the day. And it says um, in chapter 2 of Exodus, beginning in verse 23, During those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue for slavery came up to God. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew just love that because um, he had already told Abraham, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be 400 years later, and uh, then I'm going to bring your people out, and this is what we're seeing now. And and you see that compassion of God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw and God knew. Oh, what a blessing, friend, and he does the same for us today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what we're in the midst of, God knows. And I love this that we see in the next chapter over um, in Exodus 3, beginning in verse 7. Um, well, first to say that um, Moses had... Uh, out tending the flock of his father-in-law, uh, father-in-law in Midian, and um, came across the burning bush. And uh, this is what the Lord spoke to him. He said in verse seven, chapter three, verse seven of Exodus, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of uh, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And then there goes on that exchange between Moses and the Lord uh, which is just wonderful, and we may get into that next month. I can't remember if we do or not, but if we don't, make sure you read about it. I would invite you to go back and read the first and second chapters of Exodus just to get the full uh, story leading up to our verse for the day. But I want to show you what a um, what an all-knowing, what an all-loving God we have um, with some some supporting scriptures for about how God sees and about how he hears and how he knows his people. And I pray that it'll be a real blessing to you as you see these. 
So if we look in Psalm 33, verse 13, it says, The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. And then if we look at Jeremiah 20, uh, verse 12, it says, O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind. So not only does he see the outward stuff, but he sees what's inside of us, which is both good and bad, but it's good because he can help clean it up. And he knows our true motives, and then our his Holy Spirit can help guide us and um, help us to be right with him. And Jesus reiterates this in Matthew chapter 6 when he was talking um, he was talking to the, um, the disciples about how to pray and not to pray and not to act and not to give like the hypocrites. But he says um, at the, let's see, in chapter 6 of Matthew verse 6, he says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So back to our verse for the day, Exodus 2.25, it says God saw the people of Israel. And not only did he see them, but he sees us. He sees us in our helpless estate. And uh, that is such a blessing. And then uh, our verse for the set, for the day says, and God knew. And so I want to give you some scriptures talking about um, how God knows. So we see this uh, beginning in Psalm uh, chapter 1, verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And just as a reminder, our righteousness does not come from anything we do. The only righteousness, righteousness that we can have is if we are in Christ and are His. Um, but we also see in Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in Him. I just love that. And then Matthew chapter 6, we were just there about the thing. It says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him, just like He knew what those children of Israel needed and what they were suffering from and how they were suffering and then we see in Second Timothy chapter 2, and we did this verse um, just a few days ago, but God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. I love that. And then Second Peter 2 chapter, uh, chapter 2 verse 9 says, Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. I pray that this is such a blessing to you and don't let that old devil that old deceiver tell you if you're going through something a hard time or if it seems like your prayers aren't uh, being answered that um, that the Lord doesn't know and that he's not uh, he doesn't care and that he's not hearing you or seeing what you're going through he knows all he sees all um, he loves and takes care of his children and it may not be in our timetable, friend, but God's will and His way and His timing is always perfect. Oh, and that brings to mind something that we read in Daniel chapter, let's see, chapter 10, talking about God's timing and how we don't know all the details behind all the scenes, but we just need to trust Him. Um, Daniel was praying, and it says in Daniel chapter 10, verse 10, And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, 
man greatly loved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I was left there with the kings of Persia, and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days. And so um, in this little exchange, Daniel had been praying for some time, and but uh, his helper was detained. But it was all according to God's plan. So just don't, don't feel like if you are um, in uh, a long time of struggle, just like Daniel, just like the children of Israel were, that God has forgotten you. He, he hears, he sees, and he knows. And that's the comfort we can take from our verse for the day. And the way that we're going to know, the way that we're going to uh, be assured, the way that he's going to help us even more to trust is that we're in his word, that we read God's word, that we study God's word, and that we live God's word, and that we share God's word. And I want to close with this little excerpt from 1 John chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. But let me say this real quick, and I love this. Not only does the Lord uh, see and know, but he hears. And this little excerpt will remind us of this. And it's not to say, oh, we can just ask anything we want. Uh, listen to these words. And then the way that you will know what this talks about, the way you'll know the will of God is to be in his word and to spend time with him. So it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, and we'll know that will if we're in his word and uh, spending time with him, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked for him, ask of him. Oh, what a blessing that he saw and he knew the people of Israel and that he knows us. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.